Alex, did you like the clip that I sent you from podcast, but outside? <laughs> oh, yes, I did. That was <laughs> Isn't that insane. <laughs> amazing. Like, how do you just run into that guy? Unbelievable guest. Just the fact that you get someone who uses the word macabre, like he's like, this is a bit macabre, but I go yeah. to, I travel to countries that just had terrorist attacks. The, guy goes, the other guy goes, he's like, Jesus Christ. he's like, everything's way cheaper. What is this? There's heightened security. It's way safe. And like, they're giving away, like they want you to go there. So he's like, I go right after terrorist attacks. He's like, there was like a bombing in Peru. I took the whole bus to it for like 30 bucks. <laughs> That's wow. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper, people Dundamip, then the people purchase paper, people Dundamip, then the people purchase paper, people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office, by fans of The Office. I may or yay, oast hey, Sean Roney. Wow. I'm Edwin Janes, junior employee. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm so horny. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week is uh, the much-coveted voicemail bag episode. Very excited to get into lots of listener voicemails sent in by all y'all. Uh, and after that, we're going to go to the conference room for a mysterious audio conference room thing that Edwin has planned. Yes, it will remain a mystery. <laughs> How titillating. <laughs> I hate being titillated. I hate being titillated. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, before we get into our uh, voicemails, Alex, we got any housekeeping to start off with? You bet we do. But guys, it's Thursday, April 6th. That means first day of the Masters. What are you guys doing this weekend, huh? You guys <laughs> excited? I'm going to go hang out with, uh, with, with our buddy Colin and uh, brew a beer and, and watch, watch the Masters, I guess. And I, will, and I will be there after playing golf Saturday. Nice. Uh, Listeners might know I'm a bit of a golf nut, and uh, this is our this is our our Super Bowl, our Holy Grail weekend. So that's it for how. No, I'm just kidding. For housekeeping, <laughs> we've got uh, a couple things we want to shout out, and it's a great time to get into the Scott's Tots, which, by the way, you can join at Patreon.com/slash Michael Scott, five bucks a month, get in the club, ad-free episodes, bonus content, uh, our access to our Scott's Tots Discord channel, which. We'll be in use uh, coming up here in the next month or two as we approach our 200th episode. Ooh. Guys, 200. Wow. Episodes. 200. Hard to believe. Uh, Dos we're gonna We're going to involve <laughs> the voice channels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to involve the voice channels through our Discord on our Scott's Tots uh, on our 200th live episode where we'll be able to uh, do the show live. We'll be able to patch people in, talk to them, well, all of your fan favorites, all those fans you've been hearing over the years mm -hmm. that are now tots. Um, we're going to have a kind of a, kind of a phone, uh, a phone bank call in show uh, like with, like it's an old time radio <laughs> thing. So great time to get into the club. Uh, you're going to have to be a Scott's tot in order to, to access mm -hmm. that discord channel that we set up. But again, the discord is public to everyone. So uh, even if you're not a tot, um, 
we still love you. We love your support of the show. Join the Discord. It's popping in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? We're, we're recording, finally getting to part yeah. down season two coming up this weekend <laughs> and season three. Yeah. So... I, I, why it's been it's been we've just we've only been, been teasing it for about look, six weeks uh, we, we made it's been a tough we made a plan here. to to do this with party down coming out but i i got on a job and uh, you know you guys have been busy too and anyways th- mm-hmm. that job is over now thank goodness sean decapit decapit his fingers <laughs> from his hand uh, i've been waiting and, for uh, like dos hundo weeks to get <laughs> talk about party down season two yeah so uh so that is uh that is coming and i'm so excited to get into that um mm-hmm. uh but yeah cool all let's right jump well, into great. voicemails let's get into some voicemails um let's uh let's listen to our first one from diana hello this is diana from new mexico and if you're listening to this you are the lucky host of a podcast that i like <laughs> oh to be in your shoes <laughs> Hi guys, long-time listener and Scott's hot second-time caller. Way behind on the monthly mailbag, but up to date with the regular feed. So I, uh, I wanted to ask Sean, how's your hair? <laughs> what did you learn? What did I learn? But really to wish you an easy and full recovery. Um, love all three of you. Thank you so much for continuing to do the pod, even through all the logistical hurdles. You bring me a lot of joy. And happy fourth anniversary. Happy. 200 regular uh, episode pretty soon. I'm looking forward to whatever special content you can muster for that one. So look at the party planning yeah. committee. They're disjointed. <laughs> Clearly they plan part of their celebrations in advance so people can bring bow- brownies or something. But most of the time they're planning these big events the day of. I'm just hoping Michael can fund it with his shoe money or something. So <laughs> use use the fireworks money for this one. Um, anyway, thanks again. Keep up the great show. Stay safe. And I'll hear you next week. Wow, Diana! Well, there you have it. Perfectly <laughs> so executed. Many e- so many Easter eggs, yeah, in that yeah. voicemail too. Fabulous. Just good, good callouts. Um, thank you, Diana. Uh, my, thank you for asking about my hand. If you, yeah, uh, aren't caught up, uh, I did injure myself uh, it, on the job a couple of weeks ago. I had surgery this week on the thumb, so uh, it uh, it smarts a bit. But it is, um, you know, we're on the we're on the path to. Can you still brew beer? Mm-hmm. I well, I think eventually. I think in like a couple of weeks, hopefully. But uh, it's going to be a little tough. I'm not. Could I'm not going to do much. Say, roll a joint. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is when an uh... average size rowboat can contain you. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh I think I'll be grabbing stuff again in June. <laughs> I know what I know what you mean, baby. So, yeah, I think uh but, you know, other than that, um I am feeling good and uh it's good. it's all gonna <laughs> I can't wait for June when I can grab <laughs> and pinch. Well, if there's anything, <laughs> if there's something we've learned from Dwight, hey, 20 minutes a day and you'll have the pet dexterity of a chimp. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> time to time to get that foot involved, buddy. Uh, thanks for checking in, Diana. And Ryan, w- Ryan will knock you over, but Ryan won't knock you over, but no promises for you, me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's true. Yeah, I, I will eat garbage for your entertainment. <laughs> uh, let's move on uh, to Amanda uh, calling in from Kentucky. Hey, it's Amanda from Kentucky. I was just listening to season eight um, episode and. Um, I kept expecting the drop 
um, you son of a bitch, <laughs> every time that um, Sean was talking about how Robert California only had one liner. Lying um, <laughs> so son of a bitch. opportunity there. <laughs> and um, also, I have always felt like Andy um, really changed after he went on that retreat. And um, he also really didn't deal with a lot of trauma, I think, in his life. So I wish that David Wallace would have sent him to counseling <laughs> instead of, um, you know, um, to a leadership thing to build his confidence. Yeah. Like, I really think he could have um, uh, gotten a lot more out of, like, a, a, a good, solid week of, like, a spa in counseling, <laughs> and I think he would have come back a different person. Mm. Just after that, um, you know, camp he went to with David's son, it's like, he came back a really big jerk. Yeah. So, um, I think that's what did it. I really do think that's what did it. So, I think counseling would have been a better option. But anyway, um, hope y'all are doing well, and I'll call back soon. Thanks, Amanda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I agree with that. And you know what I'll say, too? Andy responds very well to counseling. Uh, anger management um, did wonders for Andrew Bernard, for Drew Bernard. I'm Drew now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Drew. Yeah. This no. is, um, this is <laughs> so a good rude. take because I think Andy, like so much of that part of Andy's journey, I guess, is just kind of – uh, described at the beginning of season nine. Um, and he just kind of comes back as himself, but he's dressed slightly differently again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would make a lot of sense that Andy would probably respond a lot better to counseling. When you think about some of the other times um, in his office tenure, uh, he responds so well when somebody offers him a little bit of human connection. <laughs> so yeah. you would think that like a therapist or someone who lent him a kind ear would be, uh, would do a wonders for him in his, uh, his fragile psyche. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like leadership council, uh, leadership camp or whatever. I'm, I, I can imagine some very, you know, maybe it's even like a, what's that guy's name? Tony, uh, Tony, the big Tony dude. Robbins, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Some, some really <laughs> like boisterous, you know, confident person like up on stage and Andy's in the audience need, and he's just like, you need to be a lion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Tony <laughs> Robbins, yeah. Um yeah, that that type of thing uh is not no, what Sean, Andy needs. No, Sean, Sean, wait. That was Alex doing Tony Robbins. <laughs> oh. Tony Robbins <laughs> is such a bizarre human being. I can't recommend enough on Netflix. There's, there's a movie called Yeah, you got to watch Guru. it. That's Tony Robbins. It's just un- unbelievable shit. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I had no idea. I didn't know anything about him before watching that. It, it was very interesting. <laughs> I was living with my brother when that came out and we watched it and probably a week straight if you had a microphone rolling in the house everything we said was like I'm going to get some milk out of the fridge Michael would you like any it was just Tony <laughs> Robbins impressions the entire time let's say it's fun I to just, do I had to I had to make sure that Sean knew okay yeah I wasn't gonna I let you deceive him <laughs> but no it I think an impression. I think you're right Sean like I, I could I could see like Andy might have like they pumped up part of his like psyche but maybe not the right one because like he comes back he's much less tender he's much less vulnerable but in a more toxic way and he's much less he's just like he's really sure of himself in a really dickish way not a like good leader like incorporating people way 
if somebody is telling Andy, like, be yourself, trust your instincts, that, that's bad advice for Andy Bernard. Uh, leads him right <laughs> to becoming baby Wawa, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chasing fame of any kind. It's like that's been in yeah. his that's been in the back of his head forever. And uh, it's like that's, that kind of got uncovered. I'm just yeah. like, be who you who you think you are. Yeah, it, it, he needs more of the like you know. Let's think before we speak, and like, yeah, you know, try to see it from the other angle. There's a there's a funny parallel where Andy comes back and immediately wants to do the slack line, and make everyone mm-hmm. walk on the show shout them out how to you and Feather slack, and <laughs> but near the end of season nine, Daryl says to him, "You need a job with a lot of slack." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I want to be led um, when I'm in the mood. But yeah, to be led. <laughs> uh, Amanda, apt, apt analysis. Uh, I think uh, that uh, I think that leadership camp was no good for and Andy. I'll say this, Sean. I think you handled that question with great aplomb. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I feel lacrimose. This answer is bad. Uh, all right, let's move on here to Maddie. Maddie, Colin from Georgia, uh, where the Masters is currently being played, and I'm not watching uh, in, while I do this <laughs> podcast. So let's get going. Hi, this is Maddie from Columbus, Georgia. I am Colin again. Uh, I don't have any trivia or any questions or anything like that. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to you guys. I am currently on the road driving to Tampa, Florida from Columbus, Georgia, which is about oh. a six-and-a-half-hour drive, and I have been listening to your podcast the entire way, so it's about five-and-a-half <laughs> hours now, um, and I gotta say, I it has really, really helped my drive. It's made it go by a lot quicker than I anticipated. I don't think I would ever have listened to another podcast um, for a whole drive, <laughs> let alone five hours, so I really just wanted to give you guys a quick shout-out and say thank you for everything you guys have been doing it made my drive go by a lot smoother it really is just like sitting there having a conversation with my friends who also love the office so you guys are doing amazing keep up the good work um yeah and have a great day oh maddie thank you so much um and uh and uh good luck with the the last hour of your drive <laughs> um, do I, I guess a, a question that I thought of listening to that voicemail uh-huh. is like, have there been times in your life when the office has sort of helped mm-hmm. in that sort of mm-hmm. way, like make the time mm-hmm. go by in a different mm-hmm. in a different factor? You know, like I don't remember somebody in our Discord mentioned why is the office always on in hotels? Yeah, like there's something about it that makes it uh, quintessential, not just like uh, viewing, but. It, it becomes like uh, the fabric of our lives. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I feel like there's been trips that Ryan and I have taken where we're getting ready to go to like, you know, Mexico for like a couple of weeks or something. And it's kind of like, there's just so much to do. There's so much, you're doing all your laundry. You're like, you know, cleaning the house and packing and stuff. Um, we will tow the, the office will be on the full whole time. That's, that's going like, we'll just have it on full blast in the living room just running back and forth all over the place. Just something to kind of fill the air and um, kind of just keep you almost, it helps you focus on your task. 
at least it does for me well it's also if it's always on there and you're like you you can kind of jump in the pool and get out when you want where you're like oh this scene's about to happen you just kind of watch it yeah. you know it's like do, do you well if i can hear it i can see it yeah. you know what yeah, i mean for sure like for sure yeah. yeah it is really nice that way I, I have a specific story or a specific instance of this uh back in 2015 my my ex at the time uh we did a really long backpacking trip through the pct of uh, just in washington washington mm. state and there was a lot of wildfires that year and we'd been <laughs> going for like two weeks and we got up to the um uh where's it called uh lake Sh- uh, uh lake chelan up in Washington, and mm. at the far end of that lake is this tiny town called Stahican, which is only accessible by boat, seaplane, or oh. hiking in. There's no roads there. It's a really, really cool oh. place, but that's where our next leg of backpacking was going to end, and there's a lodge there, but because of wildfires, that section of the trail was closed, so we took this ferry all the way up the boat, and we basically had three days of downtime to stay on schedule, so it was just like, let's just, let's just stay at the lodge and hang out for three days in this little town nice and the uh the hotel had a uh common room with the tv and there was an office marathon on tbs and like we'd been on the trail (laughs) just dirty wet cold for like you know 18 days straight and we just that must have been so good three days dude we just vegged we just watched uh, and it was it was just like oh this is I couldn't. I wouldn't choose any other show right now to just feel like a couch, which is all that we mm-hmm. wanted. Uh, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like the office is just like cultural ASMR, and you're just kind of like, yeah, oh, this is great. I could just stay right mm-hmm. here. When when my family went down to California for my grandpa's, I think it was my grandpa's funeral. No, maybe my grandma's, but um, we decided to all stay in an Airbnb together, which I'm never doing again. But uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother that's uh, a whole nother podcast. But but you know, to, sitcom. to pass the time, like we would just yeah, we were like my dad had like never seen season five or of The Office, and like we were just watching it, and he was just like, I've never seen this before. It was so much. It was just so nice throughout the weekend to you know come home from like you know another like event where you're seeing all these people and stuff, and you just come home and just be like. All right, let's fire it up. Let's watch four episodes and and go to bed. Yeah, I, the mm-hmm. also now when I go to like a place with my family for Christmas, like watching all the Christmas episodes back to back has become like a go to mm. thing now. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. just a great, it's just a really nice little. Again, no one's no one's gonna be upset you put it on. No one's gonna be like turn it off, or no one's gonna be like this is disruptive or distracting. It's just like you, it, it works anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 I think for me, there's a there's a sweet spot that I both I, I hate it in the moment, but I love it in hindsight. Which is whenever you move to a new place and you haven't set up the internet yet, oh. and you have to figure out what you're gonna do to pass the time. Like if you're gonna watch something in the evening, and yeah. it's like you just have these moments where suddenly, if you don't have access to the internet, you're like, oh, do I have a hard drive? Do I have? I guess I have these DVDs or something. <laughs> and like for for many years, you know. Um, We've talked about how I, I had the DVDs yeah. and like uh, there was an easy way to turn, but like that kind of thing, a hard drive. The office is just like such a go-to when it's like, all right, I guess while I'm waiting for the router to arrive tomorrow, mm-hmm. I, I'll just watch, uh, you know, six episodes of The Office. Dude, Sean yeah, and I, exactly. out, remember coaster flipping? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had at the, at the chasm the first week. <laughs> Dude, me flipping. and Kaz and Sean. Please tell them about coaster flipping. Just... Yes. <laughs> 
just sat at the got kitchen really table good at and it. we had a whole bunch of cardboard coasters and we had no internet for like a week and we would just got really good at like doing the flip catch with coasters anyway yeah it was one of like four I games remember... that we invented in that week <laughs> rush limbaugh came out of that week. i remember yeah. you guys you guys posted a clip on reddit and you're like we really think this is going to go up <laughs> it was I, I was like you know what it was, I was like it would have if it was today's day and age but i, I did a triple it. i had three coasters and I flipped he did them a all, and I caught one in each hand and one in my mouth. Like, I, like, I remember. I, I like, remember. This is content, hot. Con-. But yeah. it was like 2014, we... so no one cared. I thought for sure it was going to start a whole new trend, but <laughs> ahead of our I time. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we need to try it again. Now that we That's have this was. platform, you know? <laughs> now that we have a voice, finally. <laughs> yeah. um, Maddie, thank you so much for your call. <laughs> I didn't let's think move we'd on. Spend so long on that one. Wow. Let, let's, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. This next one comes to us from Darren. Darren. Uh, it's well, they they say their name differently in the voicemail, but the caption is Darren. Darren. But, uh, yeah. For this one, we're going north of the Oregon border and then north of that border to Canada. <laughs> Canada. Hello, gentlemen of MSPC. This is Darren calling from Vancouver, Canada. Um, I just listened to the most recent Office Ladies podcast where they discuss a deleted scene from season eight with D'Angelo Vickers that I hadn't heard before um, and I hadn't seen online before, so I wanted to call you guys about it because it was pretty cute. Um, they mentioned how there's a talking head that was cut where Pam reveals that while Michael is in Colorado with Holly, they've gotten a beagle puppy that he's named Pamela Beagley, um, which oh, is amazing, God. and I can't believe it got cut. So I was just calling to see if there was anything that you guys wish that we had learned more about Michael and Holly in Colorado before we see him in the finale, like maybe what type of job Michael got in Boulder or, you know, fun stuff like that. Um, anyway, love the podcast, love the show. Um, thanks guys. Thank you so much, Darren. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's such a cool, uh, Pamela I, I love that. I know Pamela Beagsley. Beagsley. I, I, uh, awesome. I'm pretty bummed that that was cut too. Uh, that's a good one. I, I, I feel like we've talked a little bit about this topic yeah. before, but I guess just very quickly, like if something that comes to mind for you, I think for me, um, Holly and Michael having their first child, like an inverse of the delivery where Michael is the parent yeah. is the, is the gym yeah. <laughs> who's, who's worrying about, uh, the, the kid and, and his wife and, uh, and everything. And, um, I would love to have seen that episode in that moment. Cause I feel like that would have been very, uh, heartfelt. Uh, I also just like, just like the, you know, imagining Holly and, and Michael's new life is a lot of fun, but I, I like that he, you know, from this from this little deleted scene, you get this, you know, that he's still thinking about them, that he's, you know, mm. like... His heart is still there. Maybe, yeah, I, I, that, that's kind of special and fun, and just to think about, like, yeah, you know... Does he name one of his kids after someone from the office? Jim you know, yeah, Toby Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> Him and Holly. Him and Holly adopt a black kid called Stanley. It's just like Michael. <laughs> I I would like I would like to see the scene where it the clock turns to midnight on the on the evening of their wedding. And he goes up. Oh, we're married. Whatever. Yeah, right. Disgusting. 
Um, maybe yeah. he gets a, a pet toucan, Stanley Toucanly. Oh. <laughs> I could. S- All right, hey. So this is a perfect segue <laughs> into what what I thought of when I heard this voicemail. Office dog names. Have we talked about this before? Office inspired dog names. What? No. Or pet. I was just going to say, I could absolutely see Michael Holly getting a cat, naming it Angela. Like that's their embodiment Mm. of her. They they do that. Uh, That's a great question, though. I mean, Stanley's a really strong dog name. I think Stanley's a great name. Uh, I've heard you want Mm -hmm. Stanley the Manly. I've heard you want two syllable names for dogs. It's easier for them to like recognize their name, kids Mm. or something. So Stanley's Uh. great. Um, Nard dog. <laughs> Nard dog. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of like Dogbert, California. That's Whoa. Dogbert. <laughs> I like that. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can do a lot of alternate nicknames like Mr. Poop, you know. Um, sure. Like a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Agent Michael Scar, like there, or something along those lines, where you can make a uh, pun name <laughs> I, out of I, a nickname. I found a I found a Reddit thread, of course, uh, office themed dog names. Uh, it's it's okay, but this one is good. Reginald Poofta, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's really good. nice. Um, yeah, they're just kind of they're they're <laughs> naming Angela's cats they're and mid- things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boner Boner champ. Champ. Yeah, champ. Broccoli, Broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob yeah. for a dog. Brock- really Broccoli bad. dog. Come on, man. <laughs> Broccoli dog. Say less. Broccoli yeah. dog. Oh. Broccoli dog. Holy moly. Yes. <laughs> That's, I don't know. It's really I don't, good. Is it? <laughs> dog, dog, dog packer? Dog packer. Kevin, my bone. Whatever dog like humps people the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody said bingo, bango, bongo. I don't, that's kind of funny. Oh, for three, dude, yeah. if you had three, <laughs> three dogs, <laughs> like sibling dogs, bingo, bango, bongo. That's funny. Oh, big tuna. Mm-hmm. Big tuna. Yeah. That's a, for a pet fish. I like it for a dog though. <laughs> I like, I like, yeah, like funny. I had a boss who'd always call his dog monkey. Like I, I like the, mm. I like, uh, or Ike had a friend, our friend Ike has a friend and their dog's name is worm. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to name uh-huh. an animal a different animal. Fun. <laughs> it's fun. I like I, I it. See just a basset, like a bat, like a really droopy basset hound called Toby. No man, you would pretty, okay. Pretty wait, nice. Angela Basset Hound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that 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 does it. <laughs> no, nothing more needs to be said. <laughs> wow, that is good. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, okay, if Toby had a dog and he named it Harry, it would be Harry and the Flendersons. That's good. Yeah, it would. Yeah. That's okay, maybe funny. we should keep going. <laughs> uh, thank you uh, very much, Darren. Uh, this next one comes to us from right. Paul. Darren. Hey, MSPC. This is Paul from North Dakota. Yes, North Dakota is a real place. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a call. I listened to your gym episode for the second time, and I just couldn't believe that one of your friends, I think his name is Colin, (laughs) um, thinks Jim is a bad guy. Uh, All I have to say is I have had some coworkers that drive you crazy, and Dwight is probably ten times worse. 
<laughs> so having a guy like Dwight uh, to come to work to every day would drive me insane. So Jim is in the right for all the pranks that he plays. Uh, thanks again, guys. Um, your show's the best. <laughs> Paul, you thank Paul. you very much. Paul, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. I, I am so committed maybe saturday when i see colin and you sean i'm gonna just get my phone out and it just can be like colin can you just give us your gym thoughts and i'm gonna play that on our episode it it, i want to give colin 10 minutes right uh, now to rant i have something very special for you alex and for everyone because i would like you to play a voicemail that we got today at 1207 (laughs) (laughs) what Hey, MSPC, it's your old pal Colin from Portland. Um, hey, I uh, heard I got a shout-out from Paul from North Dakota about my hot take from the gin episode. I just wanted to give a quick response. Uh, Paul, I think I came in way too hard on Jim in that response. Oh. Dwight is certainly very antagonistic in the office. I mean, he pushed Phyllis out of a car and made her walk home, for God's sake. Uh, I agree that working with Jim would be really hurting. Sorry. Dwight would be really challenging. Um, I think what I was trying to articulate was that I would also find it hard to work with Jim just because of how little Jim seems to want to be there. I mean, that doesn't make him a bad guy. I would just find it difficult to deal with that level of smudgeness. Anyways, <laughs> calling out. Uh, uh, I'm both thrilled and very let the down. The Colin now. didn't come in hot. Colin has matured. I know. I yeah. I I need a I need a I need a 2015 Colin right now. Not not uh, <laughs> the, not the, mature. The issue is yeah. The problem Colin. is that he's he's made he made that uh he made that response call during his work day, and we really need him. Uh, we need him mid brew day. So I I think we'll mm-hmm. maybe we can get. <laughs> something we need else like a. Of- uh, we need like a Sean season eight episode type of Colin. Oh God, do do we really? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, need, I don't think I, we ever need that. I just think that's a, that's a very diplomatic. It's very diplomatic, Con, and I know. Yes, I. I also the thing is that's like that's very friendly. I also want to hear want, his yeah. other arguments. I want to hear why <laughs> he thinks that because I know I know what Con I, thinks. I am. Well, I'm thrilled by the fact that I, I've early on in our show I really wanted there to be a character who would a character someone who would call and leave his voicemails and his name would be Colin Colin yeah. And he would say, this is Colin, Colin calling. Yes. And now, because we have another <laughs> character in Paul, thank you again, Paul, we have Colin, Colin, and Paul, and Colin. Like, they, the names just, like, they, they, they play off each other so well. I love it. Paul and Colin calling. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, uh, to, to your guys' points, Colin, Colin, and Paul, um <laughs> uh yeah i think i think uh that uh, yeah i think i think uh jim definitely has the right to harass dwight because dwight is pretty evil actually i think ever since the healthcare episode um that is that's clear uh but it is it's difficult to work with someone who does not want to be there and kind of thinks that they're better and above it. They, I think a lot of it comes down to Jim preys on Dwight mm. too. Like the the things that Dwight does to Jim are 
always in the pursuit of working better or like being a better employee or like he's very strict, rigid and annoying, but it's like everything, a lot of what, especially early on, a lot of what Dwight's doing is for that. And whereas Jim is just like trying to stop Dwight from working so efficiently and so well. And I know Colin's been like, Dwight's just a guy trying to do his job the best he can. And Jim is a slacker and Jim just tries to ruin it. Hey, this, this is expressed with Pam timing Dwight running around the building. She's like, maybe I'm being too hard on Dwight. Oh, he makes my life difficult sometimes. It's kind of that, um, as Jim would describe during the viewing party episode, a charming back and forth. Mm. And I think Sean, maybe we can illustrate this. You said that Jim, has a right to play pranks on Dwight, similar to the way that Dwight has the right to reserves his right to eat his hard-boiled eggs at his desk. <laughs> at my desk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. I eagerly await more voicemails from both uh, Colin, Paul, and Colin, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. As do I. Uh, shall we move on yes. to Audrey uh, calling in from uh, Chicago? Hey guys, this is Audrey from Chicago. Um, So I just got back from a run and I was near a driving range and there's always people walking to the driving range like after work and they have all of their golf clubs in a backpack so they all stick Mm -hmm. out of their backpack. And every time I see them, I'm always like, what are those? And there was a guy walking towards me today and I was like, what are those? They look like, they look like (laughs) swords. And then of course I thought, bro, those (laughs) swords. So it made me laugh. Okay, that's it. Have a good night. Bye. Uh, as... One second, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Hey, uh, for those who don't know, this is deep. Uh, MSPC way back in lore. The... Yeah. Oral history. I was at a, uh, I was getting my oil change and I had my tennis rackets out of like a drawstring bag. And the two handles have like the, you know, the overgrips, like they're, uh, they're white overgrips, mm-hmm. and they, they wrap up at an angle. And while I was getting my oil change, one of the guys looked in my car and said, bro, those sorts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also funny because I play with the Wilson Blade. That is my mm. uh, weapon of choice, so to speak. But actually, kind of a funny story. I was on the train to go play tennis uh, a couple months ago, and one of my coworkers just happened to be riding back on that same train with me. And he, was, he, he joked, why do you need two? Do you play with one in each hand? <laughs> and... Every now and then when he'll see me in the office, especially if I have my, my rackets like near my desk because I'm going to go play after work, he'll, he, he says that I'm uh, the dead pool of tennis <laughs> or that uh, the dual wielder. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah, so... or the dual wielder. Yeah. I love that one too. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but funny. Anyway. I love that story. The Elven Dragon Slayer, the 10-point <laughs> power sword. <laughs> Drop. <laughs> I'll say too, it, it, in golf, it's funny too, with the because there's there's uh there's two types of well three types of putters. There's blade putters, there's mallet putters, uh, and I'm forgetting the third one. Or and then there's the half mallets. But then you also have uh, two types of irons. Uh, you have or three types. You have split backs, cavity backs, and Jeremy blades. <laughs> Jeremy. No. Uh, and so uh, blades, swords, golf, tennis. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. All in the same club. Yeah. Which is a very cool club. <laughs> Bro, those clubs. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> those clubs. Uh, thank you so much for that one there, Audrey. Uh, oh, close the window. All right, next up. So let me I'll pose this to you guys. Corey left this too, and I think they're, okay. they're both good questions. So I don't know if you want to do one or the other or mm. both. Um, but can you see the topics that are in front of you? Yes, here we go. I would do that one, yeah. Hey, guys, this is Corey. I'm again. Uh, I meant to leave this in my last voicemail, but uh thought I'd just call again. 
I was rewatching the fire episode, and uh, when Michael or when White comes out with the the burnt uh, chief feet up, uh, and Ryan realizes he was the one who started the fire, um, I had to have subtitles on. But in the background, when Amy Adams arrives in the parking lot, you can hear Dwight and Michael telling Ryan and like trying to force out on the saying, "Eat it, eat it, <laughs> eat it!" Like they're trying to force him to eat the burnt chief feet up. Um, Anyway, just another little small detail that I didn't notice until now. All right, guys. <laughs> I love. Hey, that's so funny. Well, thank you, Corey, for uh, for sharing that voicemail. I I just want to shout out that uh, everyone says that this is whomever calling from wherever they are, and I like that he says this is Corey on a tangent. I love that. I love that's it. So that's so fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I have I hadn't noticed that before. Um, <laughs> But it is <laughs> eat it. Yeah, it's not the only time Michael is trying to force someone to eat. You know, uh, like thinking Kevin with the broccoli, mm-hmm. everyone you know, with, with the, the hot dog pita. with the hot dog contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's good. I don't know if you guys have any other subtitle moments that come to mind. I, I know that this might again is the sort of thing where I like subtitles. I know Alex, you don't prefer subtitles. I like for subtitles. And uh, and. Um, my, I guess my question to you is, or the one thing that this sparked in my mind is, what? How much more Michael, Dwight, and Ryan content do you wish we would have gotten? And what would you like Ooh. to see the three of them do? Anything, I think. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. these three do anything. The dynamic is so good because it's like Mike, Michael sees Ryan as like the friend, the cool guy I always want to hang out with, but never wants mm-hmm. to hang out with me. And then Dwight is the lame guy who's always down to hang out, and I always settle. He settles for Dwight. He's reaching for Ryan at all times, which makes such a funny dynamic. Like, if Michael had been in initiation at some point, involved in that between, uh, you know, Ryan and Dwight, like, if I wish Michael had just sort of been along mm. for that entire ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I also would have loved – I mean, I think you, you kind of nailed it that the initiation is the thing. I would like to see the three of them on a sales call together with both Michael and Dwight yes. or trying to coach Ryan. But then also, in addition to the way that Michael perceives Ryan, he also sees him as his little brother in a way, mm-hmm. like someone to mess with, someone to teach, yep. someone to show the ropes to, but at the same time, someone who's like cooler than him. So, um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. And I think I also would have loved to have seen a scene, seen a scene where they – Something with them all getting dressed because it like kind of in line with the goatee and the facial hair. Mm. Like I would love to see something where they Ryan could have done that in New York. They could have done yeah. that on the night out in New York. Where, like, I feel like Ryan picks an outfit and then Michael just happens to pick like the same outfit and Dwight picks the same outfit but with short sleeves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's how they should have dressed for uh, their night out. Yeah, on, on the night out. Although I guess they kind of surprise Ryan, so they don't have time to like get dressed. Mm-hmm. But that's about as good as like. That's like some peak Dwight, um, Ryan, and Michael moments. Is 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 that? Easy. I do love when they um, surprise Ryan, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And like, they have a moment of self awareness where they're like, "It's Michael and Dwight." <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, I know. They, like, like, they realize that yeah. they don't expect <laughs> that. They didn't even expect that kind of reaction. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Coke Ryan is stoked. <laughs> That'll happen. It will. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I'm trying to think of other, like, I feel like there could have been some more in beach games between the three of them, but kind of everyone's there. I would, I would have loved just the entire arc with Daryl, Andy, 
um, and Dwight, but with, <laughs> with substitute a Andy and Daryl out for uh, Michael and Ryan. Roller skating, meeting women, going to the bookstore. <laughs> just that whole day with the three of them. I, I would have loved to have seen... So you remember when Michael talks about how he... Uh, he stood up for Dwight and for Todd in front of Todd Packer for that basketball game and something that we saw off screen. Um, I'm imagining that Michael also very early in Ryan's tenure as a temp, he says, hey, uh, temp, do you want to play basketball with us on Saturday? He says, yeah, sure, Michael, I'll, I'll play basketball with the boss. And then it's Michael, Dwight, and Todd Packer and Ryan all on one team <laughs> playing pick up basketball against uh, anyone else. Wow. Who's their fifth? Who's the fifth? The fifth starter there. Because um, Jim's not showing up. No, it would probably. They tried be... to. They've been trying to get Jim for years. Uh, Moe's. Oh, of course. <laughs> we know that Moe's plays ping pong. We know that Moe's seesaws. Mm -hmm. So I could see that. Yeah. Where Dwight would be like, Michael, if you need a fifth, I keep Moe's in the car at all times. <laughs> I leave the house, he, so he's there. He's ready. He practices in the barn with the peach basket up in the up in the rafters. He's practicing in the trunk basket. right now. He pat what? in the daylight in the nighttime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dead eye shooter. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Corey. Um, should we take a quick break and then get back into it? Cool. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Back from our break. Welcome. I uh, hope everyone had a nice break. <laughs> Much needed <laughs> let's, a break. Uh, let's go to a call that uh, going down to South Carolina. <laughs> oh, to, uh, I like you're doing Savannah. accents. <laughs> I'm trying to every. <laughs> Just imagine if Tony Robbins if Tony Robbins had called us, then you'd be in heaven. Let's go down. Let's go down to South Carolina. Hey guys, it's Savannah calling from South Carolina. I just finished listening to your episode about listener voicemails where you were going through catchphrases that you use on the day to day from the office. And I use a handful of them, but I had to share one. I used to work in a nature center here in South Carolina with a fellow um, office lover, and one of the things we did was turtle patrol for the sea turtles on the <laughs> beaches. And so it's very frequently that we were going, where are the turtles? Where are they? <laughs> and, of course, there's the other turtle reference where Michael says to Dwight, where's the little guy? Oh, now I gotta look at turtles or my whole day's gonna be messed up. Um so yeah, just wanted to share that with you guys. We love the office. Well, I work in Quabity Ashwins now mm -hmm. and um uh, the worst part about my job is the dementors. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks for what you do. Bye. Uh Savannah, that might be my favorite voicemail of the day. I love that. <laughs> uh, you know, not that it's a competition, but uh, <laughs> but you won. I love just the idea of walking down the beach, actually looking for turtles. <laughs> Where are the turtles? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I yeah, love I, it. Was, I was so happy when I, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. And then, it hey, look, if we have, if we actually do our uh, podcast finale episode in Sandals, Jamaica. Yep. which we should uh we could ourselves could walk down a beach <laughs> wondering where the turtles are um the dream is alive can you Shara. imagine if we it, like we would be the the version of um you know how people there's that instagram account called influencers in the wild yeah. and you see people doing something and they're like it's for a tiktok mm -hmm. we would be like it's for a podcast yeah yeah where are the turtles yeah 
And I just I I, can't, I love the idea that you get to use that in reference to actual turtles. And if uh, if it might be so bold, I just I love I love turtles, man. They're so Dude, cool. They're great. Me <laughs> uh, too, man. I love turtles. Dude, are really cool. Yeah. Uh, I this isn't a direct comparison, but just in my head, in terms of how cool I think they are, I'll say uh, uh, owls of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know well, why they are again. They're not like they don't it's have the, the same role necessarily. It's but... a wise. They're a wise animal. Like the turtle is very old. Yeah. It feels special to see them. I could they see kind of do things I, in their own like, pace. If you were going to like which two animals in the entire animal kingdom, like, you know, would be most likely to wear a graduation cap. <laughs> It'd be an owl <laughs> and a turtle. You're just referencing the the Tootsie Roll commercial. Oh, I guess you're you? right. Or the Tootsie Pop commercial. You are right. Yeah. 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 Well, I stand by it. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think that there would be like a little bit of a difference because the owl would be more likely to be your professor. So the owl would be the one like giving out the diploma, mm -hmm. and maybe the turtle is the yeah. one accepting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I was well, saying that because I love yeah. owls mm -hmm. as well, but I love turtles and they feel like they have a similar space. Gravitas. Land and, yep. and sea. Yeah. yeah. They're just kind of like, wow, what a cool I animal. also love watches and the next watch on my list is the Seiko King Turtle. Check it out. Mm. Check it out sometime. If you get a certificate with that Seiko, it better go on the wall behind you for our podcast. You, you better Same. believe it. You bet your ass. <laughs> In fact, I'm sure you could just pick one off. <laughs> Anywhere not, not until I have the watch. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I knew this voicemail was was coming up, like I, I like added it to the list. And the way that Sean said, "I like subtitles" in the reference to the last voicemail, it just rang out so much. Like I like turtles. It was, it was so. I it was I had a really hard time like not laughing. And then I would have had to explain. I like I subtitles. <laughs> I like subtitles. The, uh, <laughs> we have a. We kind of have a low-key connection to that I Like Turtles mm -hmm. video and that someone we all went to school with, uh, a friend of ours, that is their mother, mm -hmm. who uh, was the reporter who asked the turtle oh. kid the question. Oh. So that was quite the hub. That happened while we were in high school, too. That's so. right. Mm -hmm. Not, not, uh, not, not a, me. A star-making performance not, for that not, reporter. I wasn't in high school. I'm much younger than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> As is very obvious we're by, the same age, Michael. by all my cool references. Yeah. <laughs> Phyllis, as the resident senior, we're the same age. Uh, thank you so much, Savannah. Uh, this this next voicemail, I think we were never given a name. This is Kevin Malone. Is David there? <laughs> Can you tell him I'm mad at Jim because he's making us give money to Pam? <laughs> this is Stanley Hudson, Jim Halpert. Is a man is. This is Tony Flenderson. Uh, listen, things are getting really bad down here. It's Meredith Palmer. Listen, kid, I'm going to be drunk as a skunk. You don't got to tell me about crotch injuries. But Jim Halpert is a fucking prick. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Is the Meredith one a deleted scene? No, I think it's in there. I just remember the. I remember it ending with "This is Toby Flenderson." Things are getting really bad around here. 
Oh, uh, it, it might be a, it might be deleted scene, but that's I, funny. The timelines are blurry. I like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, hey, I, li- that's... I like the dedication yeah, to the bit. It is a menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't have a name, so but but uh, love it. You know what? I, I may may this kick off a wave of a lot of voicemails. G- give us your best office impression. Call in as your call in as the yeah. character of your choice. We, that's fun. <laughs> ask a question that way. We actually have a solid handful in the hopper. Yeah. So um, maybe not oh, for this lovely. episode, but uh, but upcoming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love it. Keep them coming. Uh, great job. Call there. them Good in, work. guys. Call them in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, you got to be confident. It, it's, it's a vulnerable thing to do. So I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Moving on to question from Ben. Hey, MSPC. This is Ben from Pennsylvania. I host my own podcast where I discuss stories in novels, movies, etc., and everything surrounding them. Oh. And I'm wondering if, Alex and Warehouse have any tips for increasing the quality of sound. Hmm. I use a blue Yeti X with a windscreen and a boom arm, and blue comes with free software to fiddle with all the Logitech items you have, and I've messed with the option to a high degree, but I can't seem to find the sweet spot between slight background sound being picked up and my voice not registering fully, so it gets cut off. (laughs) Any help you can provide would be greatly appreciated. I've been considering getting a shock mount, but I'm not entirely sold on their effectiveness. Thanks for everything you guys do. You're doing fantastic work, and uh, I guess I'll keep listening. Awesome. Oh, we get to ben. we get to look behind the curtain here a little bit and hear about Alex. Well, we'll call this segment Warehouse Corner. Nice. Or the, the warehouse bed, the warehouse bunk. Um, <laughs> there's a place. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Number one, I don't want, I'm not going to go too long on this. I almost feel like I should connect offline with you here, but uh, number one, the Blue Yeti, it's, it can get the job done, but I can tell from what you're looking for is, yeah, you need a dynamic studio microphone. I would recommend on a shock mount as it, uh, if you're touching your table, if you're typing on a keyboard, if you're interacting with anything while recording, uh, I love the shock mount. I have one right now. Um, I'm using one, a dynamic broadcast microphone on a shock mount as we speak. But yeah, finding that sweet spot's tough. Also, it really helps to have a USB preamp into your computer. Um, we have the, Edwin and I have the M-Audio M-Track Duo. Yeah, and, and I have a Scarlett Focusrite. Both of these are pretty standard pretty standard mm-hmm. options here uh, where you want an XLR like you want your microphone if it's a direct microphone to USB sometimes it's just tough to get that sound that you're looking for so I recommend the uh, dynamic mic XLR input and then that goes into a box that then goes into your, your computer um, I might I might shoot you a text and, and help you out because you know podcasts are there's too many bad podcasts for to sound you can't sound bad you gotta sound it's such good. a bummer so, when yeah yeah, it's tough. Mm. Like when you have uh, somebody who's in another country who's throwing <laughs> off your audio quality consistently. Yeah. <laughs> ever since <laughs> listeners have definitely noticed, but ever since Edwin's moved to Switzerland, uh, there's like this little catch. There's like this little interruption in his signal in the Wi-Fi, and it's just like it's just there, mm. and it's very because we record through Zoom, um, and Edwin doesn't Actually, record locally. That it's just there. You think? It has something to do with my. I can try something quickly, and I'm, this no, isn't a bit. Not now, not now, not no. while we're going. It's a, <laughs> I just don't want to pull a thread that becomes a sweater unraveling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
you don't want to end up up the telephone pole with Dwight chasing no. the red wire. No, I um, do not. I just I have to mention that when you called out the office bunk, all I could think of in my head was <laughs> Angela uh, saying, "What did you do to yourself?" Oh my God! <laughs> as Dwight comes in and he says, "You already warmed up." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Dwight is determined to not give her the good stuff. So when you think of the office bunk, Sean and I are just in the corner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> straddling a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I did anyway, see Edwin crack it up during that, and uh, I was wondering what was what yeah, was going and on. Then, or uh, and then, lastly, uh, Ben, you got to give us the name of your podcast. Yeah, dude. Shout you out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. One podcast yeah, dude. begets another. <laughs> Let's move on here. I uh, only got a few more. We're going to Jacob, and I cannot find. Oh, there it is. Hey, what up, Cynthia? It's Jacob, Denver from Phoenix. As always, uh, thanks for putting out the content, man. Awesome. Um, I'm calling specifically, specific shout out, um, Alex, uh, in reference to the. This is for the Patreon episode. Uh, in reference to the. Charlie Daniels, uh, Double and Down in Georgia. <laughs> My favorite thing you may have ever said oh. is, if you're not comfortable doing air fiddle, do not do this song. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just a great quote and a hilarious image. Hey, listen. I got a sixer. <laughs> just awesome, man. Well done. Uh, I love the passion from everybody for karaoke. And you know what? I've never really dabbled, but as much as y'all been talking about it lately, really considering it. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty introverted and I uh, have high social anxiety. But you guys make it sound like a blast. Uh, man, I don't know. We'll see, but just hilarious. Um, <laughs> great content as always. Love you guys. Love what you do. Can't wait for more. Give me, give it to me. I gotta have it. I need that footage. I need these episodes. <laughs> I Love need you guys. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Come on. Come on. <laughs> My favorite dude. thing is Jacob signing off every time he does the quick. Come on. Come on. Yeah, dude. J- Jacob Dunder Mifflin Phoenix holding it down. Uh, he's all, mm-hmm. always given us uh, plenty of voicemails to pick from. Really appreciate that, man. And that's a good one. Um, uh, yeah, I guess this was a Patreon topic, maybe, uh, or or maybe something you said on Patreon about a uh, devil yeah, went was. down to Georgia, but um, and how <laughs> you need fiddle. to be, you need to be able to do the air fiddle. Um, uh, People will be expecting you because there's several prominent fiddle solos <laughs> where you will not be singing and you will just be standing on stage. <laughs> Just like life, several Just prominent like... fiddle solos. <laughs> what about what about advice that you can give uh, Jacob or or other folks who are interested? Yeah. I by the way, this is like very funny because this kind of came up in succession this week. Uh, oh, so indeed. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, oh, if you God. haven't watched that episode yet, give it a watch because uh, it's very funny. <laughs> so I, I have some ideas. Okay. Yeah. First of all, like, and, and you know what? I also had a time, like, now I love singing karaoke and I feel good about my voice, but there have definitely been times in my life where, like, I did not want to get up and sing karaoke. Like, it feels very intimidating, especially when there are a lot of people around, people you don't know, whatever. Um, but a couple of things. Number one, 
Um, you can get a car- like in certain places they have karaoke um, private rooms lounges bars yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. you can do private rooms with people you know so you can rent a room with your friends and you can just sing in front of each other you don't have to worry about strangers yep. so that is a good way to try stuff out very good um, and then uh, I would also say that uh, if you don't feel like you can sing you might be able like a, a hip hop song could be a really easy way to start because all you have to do is rap words are on the screen you don't have to worry about singing like that that is if you're just trying to dip your toes in, you know. Yeah, I'll come. I'm gonna rap, thing, rap can go wrong. I'm, yeah, real fast. I'm coming in to say <laughs> that you might think you know a rap song, but <laughs> like it, what, rap with with karaoke is difficult because you only get the four lines on the screen at a time, and then it starts moving real and fast. And it starts moving real fast, and then you start to realize that you don't know what's coming next, and then you're gone. You're done. Like, if you do rap, talk you about... need to be able to rap the song without looking at lyrics. Mm-hmm. I, I would say mm-hmm. is my advice. Yeah. Did we talk about when Sean and I did Wild Wild West karaoke? I, I, I think it did come up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, and I won't talk about it again. But that is a good example <laughs> of a time. I only mean to say that yeah. there. Are, if you don't feel like you can sing, you can still get up and have fun. That's the most important yes, thing. Just totally. kind of enjoy the moment and be present. Country songs are very singing. easy. Country's easy. Johnny Cash baritone you're not going to push your vocal range everyone likes the songs if another suggestion i've given this before probably you guys have heard me say this do a cake song because a lot of cake songs are bangers everyone in the bar is going to know it and you're not really singing if you do the distance yeah by cake that's the like reluctantly crouched he's going the distance he's going the distance you could you could get into that one and like that's a fun song um, I, the whole point of the distance is that it's not about the vocal; it's about the baseline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what people will. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I do, I do, uh, I like to do uh, song two by Blur. It's a, a, like a minute and twelve seconds, and it's mostly screaming, "Woohoo!" But you just go. Yeah. But if you put Woo-hoo! everything into it, then you've succeeded. Yes. No. But what Sean is not telling you is that he actually, when he sings it, he usually says it the way that he just said it there. Woo hoo. <laughs> yeah, so like right. the whole song Woo-hoo. goes up, and then when it comes to it, Sean says, Woo hoo. <laughs> real downer. Um, um, and, and, it really and, deflates the bar. F- finally, I'll also say, don't, you know. <laughs> says it sarcastically. <laughs> Woo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, Eight years. Hey, I'll, I'll also say that. Um, you can practice at home. You, YouTube has karaoke videos, and I, yeah. I've definitely That's done true. that before. Uh, and also, what I will do sometimes is I'll just have the lyrics up on my phone when I go up to perform. Because if you don't, there are certain, like I said, there are certain songs where it's moving too fast and you don't know what's coming next. It's like, I'll just look down at my phone. It's like, it, no one cares. That's, you know, I, just do I, your I, best. That's, that's what people I, care about. Y- this is this is what my last piece of advice I wanted to give is remember that no one no one really cares no one's judging you as much as you think it's karaoke everyone is on your side and even if you suck they know that it's over in a few minutes no one remembers no one cares it's totally fine mm-hmm. and be like it sounds to be Jacob too it's like that first time you do it that is like the biggest barrier like it's there's so much fear and you think how and like public it's like this weird party version of public speaking, which is terrifying yeah. to people, right? Getting up in front of a crowd. So mm-hmm. go with as many friends as you can, get a couple drinks, do a song you know inside and out, 
And I promise you that first time you're going to have a great time. It's going to be fun. And after you do it the first time, you will not be afraid of karaoke ever again. Another small thing. Totally agree. Pick a song that everyone will sing along to. Yeah. Then every everyone will just sing along. They won't even hear you. You don't have to worry about anything. They'll carry you if you forget some words or whatever. Just mm-hmm. have fun. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, it's great. Dude, and you can you listen do... to us because we're such professionals <laughs> and everyone looks up the, to us. These guys <laughs> definitely are. Edwin and Alex yeah. definitely are. <laughs> if you do Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, which is fully within a man's baritone register, it's like <laughs> guys can totally sing that song. That's a it good is one. a hit in the bar. Everyone loves it. It's actually really easy to sing. Um, oh, and uh, you can totally. Oh, babe. That's like how low she sings. Oh, babe, babe. It's way down there. <laughs> you can, uh, if you're if you're in Portland, you can catch Alex Caging down at uh, Putters. <laughs> Tuesdays. <laughs> uh, sh- wow. Come out, have a few drinks. Nice pull. Sing hey, a song and do some air fiddle. For yeah. real, though, shout out Baby Ketten Club in Portland. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Baby Ketten Club. Shout out Tiki, uh, Tiki Alibi Lounge. Shout out Ambassador. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ambassador. Mm-hmm. All of our favorite Putters. spots. Putters, which I don't think has karaoke, but if they did, I'd be there. Uh, uh, all right, at, there used to going. be at, at Oaks at Oaks Park Rink, my favorite place on earth. They for about a year they had uh, roller karaoke, where they had karaoke on a screen in one corner of the rink, and you had a wireless mic, and you could take it as you skated and sing the song. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, that's entire. Oh, it was the. Best, I probably was... we probably already mentioned this too, but then there's Devil's Point in Portland, which has stripperoki, where yes. as you as you sing, strippers are performing behind you, and next to you, have right you on been stage. To, I've never. Have you been to that? I've, I've never. Oh been. yes, I've never been. Oh, I've yes. been to Devil's Point. <laughs> oh but yes, I've never been. Oh yes, <laughs> stripperoki. Oh yes, uh, Mitch, our friend Mitch, crushes oh, stripperoki. And, uh, uh, well, Mitch, uh, what's his, okay, what's Mitch his karaoke like re- name again? Incredible mu- he's Mitch an incredible is actually musician. a professional musician at this yeah, point. He so, yeah, he crushes every every karaoke. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, what's his whenever, name again? I, I think Mitch is uh, uh, Chubnut Russell Tug <laughs> <laughs> when, right. when he does karaoke. But like to me, the peak of karaoke is watching Mitch do Still the One um, oh, by yeah. Macy. Shania Twain. Shania Twain, yeah. Still the, he crushes uh, that song. But yeah, you're doing it. Him. I can hear his voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good, man. He's so good. Do he does that little roll? So yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, obviously we could talk about karaoke forever. Um, and we all right. have, <laughs> and we have. Jeez, it's already two. Okay, I gotta get rolling here. We got three more. Okay, mm-hmm. three more. Let's do it, gentlemen. Um, let's go to. I believe it's Fabi. That's what Google transcribed your name as? That's right. Fabi. Yeah, we know Fabi. We met her out in uh, in Aurora. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out out there in uh, Colorado. (laughs) Friends, it's Fabi. I'm out here in Denver. Um, Let me just put my shoes on. (laughs) Okay. I was just rewatching. These aren't my shoes. Season two. And (laughs) I think that. No, no, it's got to be season three. I'm in that. Anyway. I think that Angela must have taken Dwight's V card for sure, or at least that's insinuated because he's Dwight asked Toby like mm. all these questions about female anatomy. Right. And I and I, and I thought that gosh, it doesn't really track for Dwight. Yeah. He knows a lot about anatomy. And so right. I didn't quite understand that. 
obviously there's still character building at that point. But then all of a sudden we're on the exercise ball scene with Dwight and he's talking about how the exercise ball is better for sex and he and Angela are definitely effing at that point. So, and Angela's made it pretty clear that she has sort of an epic history in the sack. Right. So just thoughts on that. Thanks a bunch. Wow. Lots of love. Bye. Thanks, Fabi. Uh, you ever think about what it looks like? <laughs> Kim and Pam? It's Fabim. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm talking about what Michael says that about Jim. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I thought about that. I've I've noticed this before too. When when we see in season two Dwight, or season one, two, when Dwight's talking to Toby, I'm like, what does the female vagina look right. like? Yeah. Where is the clitoris? Right. Is it on the leg? Yeah. I would see. Okay. A couple of things. One is that when Dwight is so confident with Isabel. You kind of like, and also some other, you know, women that they've met out in New York, like on the town and stuff like that. He can be very confident with Amazons. women. But I, I like this. This is all interesting because it's like, uh, you know, that maybe all that confidence just came recently from, you know, him being with Angela and is not. I think Dwight came recently. Yeah, too. well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. okay. It's all right. Um, but no. Bad Mr. Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I think this is it's interesting. Fine. I, I think this is interesting, and it, and it definitely kind of changes things a little bit for, like, when Dwight does sort of start to prefer Isabel over Angela, and it's like Angela is the one who kind of, you know, was his first or something like that. I would have thought that you know Dwight growing up on the farm with this whole like weird extended family that there would be you know some Ugh. experimenting going on out there you know please elaborate <laughs> no please don't. Cut. <laughs> i don't know you see <laughs> but uh you know maybe not yeah yeah keep going <laughs> <laughs> uh no i i think yeah go ahead oh no no i think the timeline that you've uh kind of spelled out works I, as far as like his confusion the app ball um and then later his sort of uh his sort of confidence and charisma it all seems to come from that time with angela mm -hmm. so uh, i definitely i think it makes sense mm -hmm. um yeah i could also see dwight as someone who like you know has sex once and then he's like the kid at school who's like oh, I know every like I know everything about sex. Right. You know, I could see like he's just like he just needs that. Like, it's almost like doing karaoke once and then you're like I'm not scared of it anymore. You're like Dwight mm -hmm. Dwight and Angela hook up and he's like got it. Understand everything I learned about farm animals, everything I learned about <laughs> anatomy growing up has come into one place now. Mm -hmm. um, so but that could also you, you're you know, saying you're saying that like the key to like, you know, having sex is to put on, you know, song 2 by a Blur, <laughs> something like that. Woohoo. You're going to have to put that on repeat. It's a, it's a very short song. And, you know, later on, maybe when, not. when An Angela tells Dwight, you know, I'm not some farm animal, and Dwight gives that look to the camera, you know, so you, you got to think he's what what he's seen animals do, he experiences himself. And he's like, oh, okay, got it. I'm, I am the horse in this. Situation. Well, yeah. I mean, there's other details about their sex life that we learn, like they never, you know, they, never do missionary and like you know just it anyways 
Lady, Lady on, on her, her back. back right? You do, yeah, you yeah. freak. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's such a good moment. <laughs> I am aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> nice. uh, thanks, Fabi. Thanks for calling in. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Gonna flip you. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Oh God! Hot dog fingers. <laughs> okay. uh, hey, what's their next voicemail? <laughs> these are good <laughs> drops. No other animal on earth could do this. <laughs> uh, that's just fun. Uh, okay, let's go to uh, next one here. From we got two more. First one here is from um, Adam. Hey, what up, Cynthia? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael Scott Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm from Washington. Um, I was calling because I've had a question on my mind for a little while now. Just trying to figure out why The Office stands out so much. Not just for us, you know, the fans of it, maybe even the super fans. But why does it stand out in culture so much? I even was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day. And seeing just so many of the similarities in the characters and the way they set up, uh, what type of characters they have, the structure of it, and even how uh, they have a couple episodes where they have their boss leave and they get this new boss and there's only like one or two episodes and the boss is terrible. Then he ends up dying, just like um, Will Ferrell in The Office. And they bring in this new boss, and they just have very similar tropes or storylines to The Office. And I noticed this in Parks and Recreation, and I know there are plenty of uh, massive sitcoms over the years, like uh, Seinfeld, Friends, all these different ones, some that came before The Office. But what do you guys think makes The Office stand out so much to culture? and just to America at large and why we are so gripped by the office and why it's become so popular. Thank you. Uh, hope to talk to you guys later. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. I mean, I think this is, um, you know, uh, a very open-ended question, but like, in, and is kind of, you know, one thing that we're always sort of discussing and trying to get to the bottom of. That, that was the point of this podcast, starting this podcast. Yeah, why? Is answering this question. Why are we so obsessed with this show? Um, and four years later, we're talking about karaoke and Dwight's V-card and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Dwight watching animals. <laughs> Jesus. Turtles. Yeah. I mean, I thought one interesting thing that he brought up was like, do you think that the office established new tropes for sitcoms that are are being copied? Other than like the mockumentary style, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, he he specifically mentions um, that he kind of saw a similar storyline to the D'Angelo storyline in Brooklyn Nine Nine, where they have a boss and then the and he's terrible sure. and then he dies. But um, I don't know. Are there other things that you have seen, like storylines that kind of seem like they came from The Office and have been repeated elsewhere? I think to me, it's less about individual storylines that are done, repeated, and seen again and again, like a bottle episode or um, 
something like that, like, or, uh, or I, I don't know. There, there, there are different themes and tropes and types of episodes in television that have been happening all throughout TV history. But I think where The Office does sit out, where The Office is a bit more unique, is it's kind of, it kind of set the mold for a workplace sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it is probably the most modern example of that and the one that is referenced the most. And I think, so a lot of sitcoms that have come after Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec, Superstore, etc., uh, Abbott Elementary. Just, I'm just these are just examples off the top of my head. Right. Um, have kind of taken different cues from that in that uh, it's an ensemble comedy centered around a workplace. Then this workplace has a lot of it's very easily identifiable or like mm-hmm. uh, you can see your like there are a lot of uh, similar experiences shared from this common workplace setting. And I think The Office is probably like the mold for that. And I think. Maybe a parallel to that is a show like Friends or maybe like Living Single or something like that, where the premise is like there are a bunch of young friends living in a big city, usually New York. And that trope, again, also has been done, like How I Met Your Mother or Happy Endings or any other number of sitcoms where it's a bunch of people who live in a city. But it all kind of feels like they're sort of versions of that original thing where we know that that works or that people like to watch that show. So we're going to make a different sort of version. And I feel like when people pitch these shows, it's kind of like it's the office, but they're in a police station or it's like friends, but it's in Chicago with this group of people or something like there's variations of it. And so I think that's where the office becomes really. And then you said it as well, Alex, the mockumentary format is like the most, even if other shows did it before or in different ways, like the office is the biggest touchstone. I think for everyone culturally, I can even imagine, I can even remember there is an episode of big mouth where one of the characters like starts to talk into the camera and they make a joke about how it's a crutch for storytelling or something totally. like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, but anyway, Mo- Modern uh, what Family, do you guys another, think? Another show like that too. Yeah. And Modern Family it, it is like kind of the same, but it's not about a workplace. It's about a family. Like it sure. has a different uniting element with a mockumentary thing. And you also see different mockumentary shows explore whether or not they have to talk about the fact that it's a mockumentary, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, and this, I, I think we, I, I don't have much else to add to what Edwin said, except that like, I mean, we talked about this in an earlier question, the sort of comfort it provides, it sets it apart, I think, too, from a lot of um, shows where it doesn't feel like it asks much of you. Not that other sitcoms do, not that a lot of other shows do, but there's something about The Office aesthetically that um, blends in in a way that is very accessible to anybody. And it's like, listen, it doesn't take much work to watch the show it's going to keep you entertained you could walk away go to the kitchen come back totally fine um versus like i don't know a show like 30 rock i feel like is so much more dense in terms of the jokes and like i feel less coming in and out of 30 rock than i would the office um so i don't know it's, it's like pop cultural it, it really did establish i mean it's it, obviously it in it, it itself is copying started as a copy of the bbc office uh but that just just set the mold for an entire new branch of TV of humor in a way where now I think if you're a exec and you're pitching shows or considering shows to to produce you'd be like is there one in a mockumentary style is there one in a sitcom style is there one in a whatever like it's just it's an accepted style of show now so it's it's become this foundational piece of American TV I think I think mm-hmm. also that it's it's you know that the office is really it's it's very highly relatable like for everyone you know i think that there's like when you start to think about other shows in comparison like in comparison it's like 30 rock isn't relatable parks and rec isn't even exactly relatable 
the the office is like I feel like everyone can relate to it. Everyone can relate to being in a power structure where there's somebody at, you know, the top who's, you know, dumber than mm-hmm. everyone else and like, you know, and it's and, it's also all vague enough that you can sort of yes. insert your own experience. Right, right. Yeah. I, and I think as like sort of in addition to that, um, just to piggyback off of what you were already saying, I think some of the fundamental like things, storylines in the office are again so relatable. Like having a boss who makes terrible jokes, having a coworker that annoys you, uh, having feelings for somebody that you're in a workplace with and you don't want to ruin your friendship or whatever, or even Ryan being the new person at work yeah. um, and trying to make a good impression. Right. Or um, there's somebody like having your or having your boss say something that's offensive and having a microaggression against you if you're like a minority. Like all of these things are are just experiences that people have. And I think the office is unique in the way that it collects them all together. Right. right. And it's, and, and I mean, I don't know. You just start to think about like, it's not like there's a ton of, sh- I mean, Seinfeld is extremely relatable. Sure. Like, you know, that might be like another example. But yeah, I mean, you just yeah. think about like, I don't even think like Friends is really that relatable. That's maybe more of like a life that people would imagine, like, like to think that they could you know have if all your friends were models yeah if you're all hot and sleeping with each other and doing fun stuff all the time yeah i just like i think i think um you know uh i I think like it's something that i don't think about that often but it's like you know where there's so many shows that you know escapism is part of it or you know like you you like to see a different you know it's like i don't know think about like shameless or something it's just like you just like to see mm-hmm. a total like a totally different life than yours or something or it's always sunny right like, i just love watching pieces of shit right exactly yeah exactly yeah but, which is reality tv also but the office is not that it's not like escapism and it's not you know some you know terrible it's life escape. that you couldn't it's you escapist know. realism i guess so yeah <laughs> it's like it's it's a it's a, think, it's a it's a weird intersection of things i think too and i'm just kind of thinking of this now so maybe i'm off base and maybe our listeners are like you're totally wrong when uh, <laughs> when i say this kind of idea but i think with the show like again just collecting different examples like a show like friends most of the storylines kind of come down to dating and and a lot of those shows similarly where it's like six friends yep. and one there's a couple and there's one that's always single and there's one that uh, will they won't they with the others or whatever and then um, a show like um, Seinfeld is a little more about friendship and a little more about the idiosyncrasies or idiosyncrasies oh my gosh yeah of, I think uh, that's <laughs> everyday life and then. And then um, maybe the other shows that talk about work or family as these sort of main dynamics. And I think maybe what makes The Office so unique is that it combines all of those things together. Mm. There's like a re- there's really like intrinsic dating stories. There's the relatability of being in an office. There's the minutia of, of like playing a game where you're throwing erasers into a mug. And Kevin is trying to see how many M&Ms he can fit in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like it combines maybe like the small details of everyday life with some of the bigger, more fundamental things like love, friendship, and even family. The way that Michael used the office. So, um, just a thought. I love it. It's a great question. It's a, yeah, it's a great question and one that I think we're always trying to get to the bottom of. So, thank you very much. Yeah, Adam. I think every couple months on the show we kind of address this. <laughs> or like we're like, yeah, where where are we at on this? Mm-hmm. Um, we've, but hopefully we've almost we're got sharper. it figured out. Okay, mm-hmm. I got time for one more here. No I got to run. So, uh, 
This is from Sophia at uh, Dunder Mifflin Corporate in New York City. Hey, I'm Casey. This is Sophia <laughs> calling from Dunder Mifflin Corporate. And I've noticed this loophole for a while, but you guys have never brought it up. But after the prank draft, I had to speak the truth. When you're talking about the prank where Jim sends white faxes from himself from the future, the fact says at 8 a.m. today, someone poisons the coffee. But Stanley is the one drinking the coffee. Why on earth would Stanley be in the office at 8 a.m.? It just doesn't make sense. All right. Talk to you later, mm. Cynthia. By the way, I'm biking, and I can't hang up, so I'm going to need you to cut this for me and edit it later. Also, appreciate <laughs> the fact that I screamed out sex on a New York City state in public. Just for my daddy Okay. Love you guys. <laughs> there's another there's another forty seconds and then at the end the transfer's like, Okay, I got off the bike. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I just thought that was a really fun voicemail, first of all. So thank you, Sophia, and uh for calling us during love, your commute. I love, to, yeah. I love think yeah, I love seeing where you're at, what you're doing while yeah. you call. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, tell us where you're from and if you're doing something like that. Let, let, us, know. You know, let us know. Yeah, but uh but, um, you know, an interesting point, she says, uh, you know, the, the coffee was poisoned at 8 a.m., but Stanley's the first one drinking the coffee. Does it add up? I mean, I feel like the I, I feel like the day starts at 9 a.m. at Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Is that right? Usually, yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, you could have poisoned it early. The assailant could have come in early, brewed the coffee so it's ready when people show up. So mm-hmm. while it might have been poisoned at 8 a.m., it might be 845 mm-hmm. You know, by the time uh, old Stanley the Manly's about to die. But it is a, it is mm-hmm. a good point that uh, yeah, it seems like the day starts at nine in Scranton. So it seems suspicious that Stanley is uh, <laughs> yeah Brent. the one putting himself in, in harm's way so early. He poisoned I guess, his own coffee. What do you do? You think that Dwight launched a full scale investigation into the poison coffee? Well, I would hope so. He's head of security, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been meatballed. <laughs> uh, that is a uh, that's it for all of our voicemails for today. Thank you so much to everyone who called in. Um, it's a long episode. We don't have we don't have, we had conference rooms, but we we're gonna have to push. We're gonna have to cut it. Yeah, the audio conference room will remain a mystery. Ah, we have an amazing ah, two part email from Thaddeus that I would love for us to listen to, but it, I think in total it's like four minutes. Oh, from Thaddeus, it's also <laughs> we'll have to riddled next with time. with curses. <laughs> Logan, but hey, we'll save it. Yeah. Yo, Logan's probably like sixteen now, <laughs> seventeen oh, yeah. now. That's- Weird. Logan's gonna buy this podcast and find out. He hasn't written in. <laughs> Logan, if you if you if you're still listening, and yeah, how what's what's up? You in high school? Like, what? I feel like you were like twelve or thirteen, and that was three four years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much to everyone who called in. Again, our phone number is 503-694-9314. You can call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. That's especially where we love to get our trivia. So uh, please shoot us some trivia if you've got some. Uh, I actually am going to take a moment, speaking of trivia, to I just want to apologize to the other, other Edwin. I really, I really <laughs> b- botched your trivia the other day, and I'm, and I'm sorry. So uh, please send in more trivia, other, other Edwin, and I will, uh, I will do it right next time. 
Um, I state my regret. I state my regret very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have a website, michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott, five bucks a month. Join <laughs> join the Scott's Tots. Um, get rid of those pesky ads. Yeah, get no uh, ad-free uh, main feed episodes. You get the bonus mailbag episode every month, which are just exponentially getting more and more fun I feel like I'll be buried with those episodes yeah those are really really great so if you're somebody who uh, really needs more MSPC content in your life you gotta go check it out cool go check it out go join us on there you can hang out with us on discord kind of some special bonus things coming up for those folks with our 200th episode looming Um, I gotta say the other day I had several hours I was just kind of chilling at home while while Ann was at work and I was doing stuff and I was I got a, I got on the Scott's Talk channel and was like hey I'm around all day hit yeah. me up with little little low key AMA yeah I helped some people figure out a, a, a toast to make some snacks to eat we uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff so we're around come come interact come dialogue with us please please <laughs> uh very very special thanks to our Scott's Tots thank you for supporting the show Thank you for. I want to add Kayla to Kayla and uh, yeah. Brianna into our credits oh, for running our Discord. I'm going to do it. That is a oh, yeah. that is not a small job. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. Um, they they give them your props. every week. They'll get one now. Special special yeah. thanks to Kayla and Brianna for running our Discord. He's typing. You can't see him, but I, he's typing. I can see. It. <laughs> he is. It's going in there. Type type type. Uh, and then uh, and then special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs our I'll artwork. Check the web. <laughs> this episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dialoguing with us. Thank you for calling and leaving voicemails. Um, but hey, just for listening, supporting us, hanging out, uh, sending us anything, just interacting with us in any kind of way is uh, really amazing that we get to do the show every week, and uh, it's all because of you. So um, thank you, as always. Uh, it's really, truly appreciated that we get to keep doing this. And uh, take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Vamanos! Bueno! <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Curveball for you. I want to take me home. I love who I want to take me home. Take me home. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.